Hey, everybody. Welcome to Texas Three Steps. This is Quentin. We got a great episode today. Tyler, what we got going on? Yeah, we got a great show today. We're joined by my good friend from Albuquerque, Matt Powell. He's going to be talking some NFL with us. And then we'll be joined later by another good friend of mine. E. We got Edgar e. coming in to talk some MLB. That'll be cool. I'll, I'll definitely dip, though. So that'll be E and the boys talking some MLB. E. We're going to be doing a preview of the NFL. We're going to be doing WAP pickums for the what? NFL. We're going to be doing WAP pickums for college football. And then we'll be doing an MLB and NBA update, and we'll call the show. No Q stories this week and no rant time this week. Uh, unfortunately, we have so much to talk about with NFL. We thought it would just be a little bit too long. So that will be it today. NFL, MLB, college football, NBA, yada, yada, all that stuff. Let's get it. Let's get it. We're going to start with some NFL. We're going to kick it off with NFL today. NFL, we got week one this week. And before we even get to the first games, it has been just news after news. We had uh, Von Miller went down this week. Huge injury for the Broncos. It sounds like Huge. he's done for the year. Huge. Huge. So Broncos are basically going to be tanking at this point. Not we got some... <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no chance. What, Drew Locke by himself? Who else they got on that sorry ass? Team? Hey, they got Jerry Judy now. now. Yeah. Jerry Judy's gonna have to catch every ball. He's gonna be a, be like DeAndre Hopkins was for Texans. <laughs> but anyways, too, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Mer, man. Mer. Uh, besides Von Miller going down, we had a bunch of big time signings this week. You know, all these NFL teams rolled up with the Brinks truck and they're bringing wads of cash for these guys. Wads. Uh, we had Pat Mahomes had a massive deal. Highest paid QB. Um, who else we got? Uh, Deshaun Watson. Prescott. Oh wait, not no. Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> we got Deshaun Watson. Um, we got Jalen Ramsey, Jamal Adams, uh, Few other big names have gotten some big deals, but uh, Deshaun or Deshaun Watson is kind of one that stands out. He just got his deal today, right, Matt? Yes, sir. A nice four year, one forty, I think. Yeah, nice, nice, solid deal. Uh, yeah, solid, solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they got their boy paid, and uh, it seems like you know things are changing down there. Or Technically, right here because I'm in Houston, right here in Houston. <laughs> How's uh, the Texans looking right now, Matt? Hell of a transit. Like dog shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tried to hype y'all up, but the truth is the truth. <laughs> Wait, but they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins for a used napkin. Yeah, yeah. who they who they who they bring in? Uh, you got a uh, Randall David Cobb Johnson. and uh, uh, what's his name from the Rams? Brandon Cooks, yeah, who's Brand- he's Brandon had concussion can- problems. Cooks. Hey, you can yeah. cook that cob. <laughs> what? Cook that cob. <laughs> yeah, like Bill O'Brien seems like he's just destroying that team, isn't he? It's like he's trying to lose, and they and just like Watson keeps preventing it from happening. It, it, well, he couldn't in the uh, game against the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't ever overcome the coaching mishaps that in that one. Yeah. 
It's like you're up 21-0. You got the ball on your side. You kick it on. You go for it on fourth down when you have fourth and ten. The next time you're on their 20-yard line, it's fourth and three, and you don't go for it. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out. Let's see if it works out for him. <laughs> Bro, it, it, it's like Bill O'Brien is seeing the Jaguars organization. He's like, I'm going to take y'all on by myself. I'm going to be the worst possible person in football. I'm going to be head coach and GM, <laughs> and I'm going to ruin this franchise. Let's do it. It seems like a match made, made in heaven, Bill O'Brien and the Jaguars. Oh, that wouldn't that be amazing? It would be like purgatory yeah. for him. Send his ass over there and have him coach there for a few years. <laughs> Please. He would enjoy it. I'm surprised. We'll, we'll take the used napkin he traded for for Hopkins as coach. Shoot. It'd probably, it'd probably take maybe there. that used napkin could coach and he can go out and start running some routes if he wants to get oh, ruin that receiver squad. Hopkins <laughs> got paid too. He He's did. just uh, – He's just waiting for the, the strategic time to put that used napkin on the field and trip up Tom Brady or something. <laughs> uh, wait, is he going to have a team made out of SpongeBob's three friends? The used napkin, the chip, <laughs> and the penny? The gang's all here. <laughs> Which the, the penny is what Indoors. Bill O'Brien should be getting Indoors. paid. <laughs> Bill O'Brien traded the penny to Watson. The used napkin is definitely Duke or David Johnson. And I'm not sure who Chip is yet. Maybe a cutie oh, on a concussion no. protocol. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Brandon Cooks on all the concussions they get. Yeah, yeah, because the easy chips brain. are easy, easily breakable. Yeah, <laughs> bro, ha- have they added anyone on that offensive team to make them better, or have they just lost players? Yeah, they added, uh, Randall Cobb and uh, Brandon Cooks. But Randall or Brandon Cooks is probably going to be inconsistent throughout the year. You think Randall <laughs> Cobb is actually going to be a good player for them? Wait, you said Randall Cooks. I want to know who this guy is. I said Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. <laughs> do, you, do you think uh, Randall Cobb is going to be a good player for them? Randall Cooks. Randall Cooks. I think he's going to match up well on the slot. I mean, I, it's, it's been a while since he's had a good year. Yeah, so you, you probably want to bring some fresh blood, not some old-ass receiver. But no, no, you want the guy with concussions. Yeah. That- <laughs> That's exactly who you give up one of the top two or three receivers. In, How many in times has Brandon Cooks been traded? He's, or released? I think, this is his, I think this is his fourth team. He went from the Saints to the Patriots, I think to the Rams, now to the Texans. Jeez Louise. Yep. He's, He's been, put up good numbers every yeah, year exactly. last year. Uh, let, let's talk about the defense, Matt. Um, J.J. Watt was hurt a lot last year. What's new? Hurt every year. <laughs> How's he looking? Is he 100% healthy coming in? Hurt. You know, I mean, every year he comes in healthy and ready to go, and then by week three he gets re-injured. I mean, I, I think they made a mistake when they kept him and traded. Clowney. Uh, Clowney. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. <clears throat> I mean, but with our other Whitney Merciless and then the rest of our defense, it's actually solid, especially like solid. we actually have a decent corner in Bradley Roby. <laughs> Yeah, defensively, it's. I think that will be the side of the ball that kind of keeps you guys in games. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I just, I think they need to get rid of JJ Watt. He's he's too slow. He can't keep yeah. up. Really? Wow. Well, what? The, the, JJ had the city. Of- he had sixteen sacks in twenty eighteen. 
2018. Last year he had 2018. He five, had he had four and eight 16 games. QBs outrun him in 16 games. I he had four four and eight games last year. I think he's still serviceable. He's no no longer elite by any means. Yeah, I, but, I, yeah. He needs to he needs to switch to like D uh, like nose nose guard because when I D tackle, he's just he's losing the end every time. He just he can't contain the end, yeah. the edge. Yeah, that, that's actually probably really smart to move him inside and try to bring in a young guy on the end. But you know, Bill O'Brien's not doing that. No, let, let, let's, <laughs> let's put JJ Watt. Let's have him cover some guys in the slot. Why don't we do that? Yeah, Bill O'Brien. Instead, they spent a second round pick on a defensive tackle. Yeah, he yeah. go trade his first rounder for like Vince Wilfork. Yeah, jeez. Retired for how many years? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what are uh, what, what are some? He pulled off those overalls. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> but uh, Matt, what are some of the draft picks they brought in to kind of help this team? Is there any notable names on there? Uh, there was no notable offensive lineman. <laughs> so Deshaun's gonna be running for his life. Of course, yeah, of course. That's, hey, y'all, that's exactly. Y'all gave up everybody for Larry Tunsil. Oh jeez. Yeah, I know. Um No, I mean we mostly just picked uh just uh, some defensive players. Yeah, and they um, I guess our most notable would be uh as he mentioned earlier that D tackle Ross uh Blatlock. Yeah. Blacklock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's an okay player. He's a solid player. Uh, solid. Yeah, I watched him at TCU. He's okay. Damn, so te- Texans, they lost a lot of key players. They, it seems like they didn't draft too many to kind of replace these spots. Looking at the outlook of the year, are we saying that they're probably not going to do as well as last year? I mean, if they didn't have Deshaun Watson, I'd honestly put money without having to sweat about it that they'd go 0-16. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, they – they didn't. They lost key players, as you said. They didn't replace them, and they didn't try to fill in any holes that they have. Like we have a weak O line, and then they spent what, like one six round draft pick on an O line, fourth rounder, o- overpaid the shit out of Laramie Tunsil, or didn't even have a good year. Yeah. He got called for a bunch of holding penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Drafted a washed up QB, even though we already have three, and and uh, Duke Johnson solid, and so is Lamar. Uh, Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Just... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we don't talk about the text. Yeah. Yeah. About. <laughs> Hopefully they do better than we expect. But if you were, let, let's kind of go around. If y'all would predict the how many games they're going to win and if they make the playoffs. Uh, I, I think they're going to win eight games and I think they – might sneak into playoffs. Seven seven teams this year. Yeah. Seven teams. Uh what do you think, Q? Uh I'm gonna go eight and eight, nine and seven. That range. Oh wait. Yeah, that range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playoffs and no playoffs. Are they gonna miss this um, barely or I think they miss it? it. Okay. Cody. Uh come back to me. I'm pulling up their schedule. <laughs> 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 Matt, what do you think? Um, I think seven and nine, and I think um, the playoffs. It depends, and if uh, Philip Rivers um, shows up, if Philip Rivers shows up and competes at an elite level, no chance. 
Philip River uh, plays like he did last year, I think we sneak in at, uh, in that wild card spot. I'm trying to think like what other teams are going to be fighting for that wild card spot. I guess probably the Patriots this year. Steelers, Browns maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think the NFC. Jack Myers. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think the NFC is a little bit stronger than the AFC, so there may be it is. a spot open for Texans. Yeah, I think the uh, Titans win that division now. So, yeah, yeah, we're definitely a top heavy this 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 year with uh with the the Ravens, the Chiefs, and I'd say maybe the Titans, and then after after those three, it really drops off in, in the skill level. Hey, man. I'm gonna say the Texans win seven games. They have a tough schedule. And not make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. They they have the at Kansas City, Baltimore, at Pittsburgh, uh, Minnesota. Uh, those are their first four games of the year. Then they play uh, Green Bay. Later on, they play Green Bay, New England, uh, at Detroit. Uh, oh, Detroit will be at, better this year. I Yeah, yeah Detroit. Stafford's healthy. Yeah, Stafford was on his Stafford's like hopefully, a... and they, they picked up a lot on mm-hmm. defense, too. And they picked up AP, Adrian Peterson. How about that? Eh. Aging Peterson? Mm-hmm. What? Eh. Meh. A- aging Peterson. Aging yeah, Peterson. Peterson. He's still going to get some good carries from him and be a good role player for he's, them. He's going to be like their third string running back. Aging. Yeah, instead of all day AP, it's all gray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think he'll do something for them. Maybe if he few influential carries a game, hopefully. Yeah. As so long as it's not a parental Houston Rockets oh. all-switch mentality. Did, Did you say play? switch? <laughs> yeah, he took the Houston Rockets all-switch mentality, applied it to his children. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 he needs to be applying that to himself to get that training up, get back to being a good player. Shoots. <laughs> Don't let me get that tree branch. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Golly. Well, um, yeah, Texans, we think they're going to be on the edge of making the playoffs. So let's move on to a team that is probably going to make the playoffs, but obviously they think they're going to win the Super Bowl every damn year. <laughs> we're talking about the Cowboys. Oh, I thought the, you were talking the about the Longhorns. Uh, Super Bowl, sir. I didn't say national championship. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, you still think that anyway, so. <laughs> True. But uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about the boys. Um, Q, give us a little preview of what you, how you think the season's going to go, what this team's looking like, all that, all that jazz. So, so I'll start with some good. Uh, obviously, the receiving core and the offense looks incredible. Um, I mean, you got – I mean, you, the receiving core is just going to be ridiculous. I mean, come on. You bring CeeDee Lamb into a group of already two 1,000-yard receivers – I mean, you could freaking – you could throw a freaking trash can out there and still be able to complete a pass. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically Dak Prescott. <laughs> that's why they haven't paid Dak. I'm a big Dak fan, but I'm not as much of a Dak rider as some of these people out there. It's uh, – I, I think he's <laughs> Cody. easily the top seven. <laughs> what? I don't worship – Quentin's the main Dak guy. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> I'm just fine. I'm just fine. <laughs> I, I, I think Dak's a very, very good QB, and I think he's only been getting better every year pretty much now. Dak Ryder. And I think that especially with all the tools around him and actually he doesn't have a freaking coach, <laughs> Jason Garrett, holding him back anymore, 
you got all the tools in offense that you could have a spectacular season, at least offensively. I mean, I know they had a good offensive season last year, but it could be even better. Well, but, he should have a good season. Yeah, he should. Now It's the Cowboys. Yeah, now it's the Cowboys and anything can happen. And uh, there's some red flags that are on the offense, actually, a little bit. And that's the offensive line. They don't have a lot of depth, and they're already getting injuries there. Um, it was Lyle Collins, right, Cody? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Lyle Collins is hurt. Uh, he's, Travis Frederick retired. Yeah, Travis Frederick retired. And Joe Looney's a serviceable, serviceable backup center, but he's not Travis Frederick. Uh, yeah. And Travis Frederick's all pro, perennial all, all pro center. And so that O line is a fragment of what it used to be. And that, that worries me a little bit. But I mean, you still have Zeke. And as, uh, as much as you want to go off of Zeke, maybe he's not quite as good as he was when he first came in the NFL. Uh, they also have Pollard, who has a lot of explosiveness. And so the offense, the offense is sharp. Now, another part that really, really worries me, though, is the secondary. And uh, that, so you can say, you can knock around the hints of, uh, of Earl Thomas possibilities and stuff like that. Now, if you, uh, I believe teams have to wait till the, uh, till after the first week. Uh, if they, if they want to sign them and it's some type of clause, I, I would have to do a little bit more research on it, but he, but, but they just freed up $8 million and I'm thinking that might be what it's for because they just had to bring in Brandon Carr and, Brendan Carr might be your opening what? day safety. Oh God! Yeah, he's back. Yes, Brandon Carr is back. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, it's either going to be Brandon Carr, Chidobe Wuzie, uh, Thompson. There's, there's, I mean, there's not very good names on that on that side of the ball. I mean, unless Donovan Wilson comes up and surprises people, but Diggs. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you got Diggs. So Trayvon or Tra- Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon, right? Trayvon. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was always get names. Oh <laughs> uh, no, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, he's been playing incredible throughout camp. Um, he's looking like he's well, well worth that second round pick. I mean, the Cowboys got very lucky in this draft when they had when they had CD and then Trayvon, who was also a they they had a great first round grade on him and they both fell to him. And so it, it turned out to be an amazing draft for him. Um, I mean, all around. They look pretty solid, but it's the Cowboys, and we know every single time they get hyped up, something stupid happens, and they fall apart. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be the same thing with Mike McCarthy now because Mike McCarthy's way better at game management than Jason Garrett. Uh, but No. <laughs> oh, you don't think so? No. No, Jason Garrett's an elite game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just run up the, run up the middle 1,500 times in a game. Exactly. Best there is. Yeah, right. right. Hey, that, that's Bill O'Brien's strategy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I I think they have the pieces. They definitely have the pieces to be a very, very good team this year. And I picked them as a playoff team. Obviously, the Eagles are going to give them a little bit of fits, but I don't think the Eagles are all that talented this year. They have a lot of injuries and their receiving core is diminished just as it was last year, even though they still ended up making the playoffs, and the Cowboys faltered down the line. Yeah, and, uh, the, and the Cowboys have it locked down at QB. Eagles are so questionable at that. Carson QB says he's always can't, hurt. Can't yeah, ever stay healthy. We might see Jalen Hurts for most of the year. And yeah, who knows I mean, how good he'll be. Yeah, Wentz was already hurt in training camp. 
I mean, he has soft tissue, he yeah. has soft tissue injury. And I mean, he's going to be back for week one, but how much can you even trust him? I mean, they wouldn't have spent that second round pick on Hertz if it wasn't, I mean, if they didn't have a, have doubt their own doubts about him, even after paying him, which is, that shows you how stupid the Cowboys are for not paying Dak because they, the Eagles went and already paid their freaking QB. Who's not even on the field half the time. Wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So yeah. you're saying, um, let's rewind this back a little bit. You're basically hinting at that uh, Cowboys are going to win the division. Are we all kind of agreeing on that? Because I think I, they're going to yeah. win the division too. Now, I, I think they will. And my like instinct as just a person who covers football and not just as a person who's a Cowboys fan, I would, I would think that the roster Homer. speaks for itself and that they should win the division. Now, as a Cowboys fan, I'm very, very aware that something very, very stupid could happen, and we could be end up being like four and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think you know the worst possible scenarios. I think you guys underachieve and go like nine to seven, maybe they eight. Yeah. That team is too good to lose more than eight games. This that's year. how I feel well, too. But J- I've been Jason Garrett would find a way. <laughs> Jason Garrett would probably find a way. <laughs> Thank God his ass has been fired. <laughs> yeah, and you know, this is there's a couple of other different interesting foals that are in this team. I mean, you have uh Kellen Moore coming on his second year, and uh this would be the first time in Mike and Mike McCarthy's ever coaching tenure of his whole 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 career coaching in the NFL that he's not calling the plays. And so I don't know how much of a leash that he's gonna give Kellen. I don't know how how far along he's like, all right, I'm not gonna let this guy control my destiny here. I'm going to take over myself because even Jason Garrett did that last year, even after Kellen Moore was the talk of NFL for a few, for, for at least like the first half of football. And so it's, I mean, that's another thing that could be really weird about it. I mean, I, I'm thinking until that Jets game. Yeah. Until the Jets game. I, I'm thinking that they're a, about an 11 win team. 11 win team. Yeah. I'm actually going to be a little bit more optimistic than you. And I can't believe I'm doing this with the Cowboys because most of the time, I'm annoyed by them, but I'm going 12 wins. Nice. How about that? Uh, Cody, what are you thinking? Uh, nine wins, but they still win the division. <laughs> Cody's being <laughs> pessimistic. Uh, <laughs> oh. Until they prove me otherwise. They got second that. in their division last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the Eagles. They found a way to lose. 13 and three. What? Wait a minute, Ooh, guys. We're in the 11. To 13 wins, but I think they're going to do 13 and 3. Wow. Dang, I like that. That's amazing. Wow. I, mean, I think the schedule is going to line up for it, too. I don't, they don't got to play any number one teams. They really so do. Think, they I, really do have a, uh, a pretty favorable schedule this year. Uh, yeah. They match up great against Seattle. Yeah. They always, they always play Seattle good. Last year, they absolutely destroyed yeah. the Rams, and that's who they open up with, uh, open up with on Sunday night. And they got Falcons, uh-huh. uh, Seahawks, Browns, Giants, Cardinals. That's going to be a great game. Cardinals, yeah. And then you got Washington, no names. You got the Eagles, obviously, twice. You got Steelers on that schedule, Vikings, and the Ravens. But other than that, uh, and the 49ers. But other than that, it's a bunch of pancake teams. Now, yeah, I mean, just the Ravens, 49ers, and then maybe the Rams. Yeah, I mean the Vikings are the Vikings are a solid team, but I don't know. I mean that last year when they played them, that was Dak's best game that he had in his maybe in his career, most efficient wise, and or, and uh, and Jason Garrett ruined that game for him. 
<laughs> so shocker. They're, Sorry, and, shocker. And another thing too, actually, they their their <laughs> special teams last year was might have been. I think it actually was statistically the worst in Cowboys history, along with the worst, the worst average starting field history. position in uh in the league last year. And so. They, they wait, wait, wait. Sorry, you said worse, the worst in the league last year, even worse than the fucking Bucks. Yeah, with Jameis throwing thirty picks. Yes. Yeah, starting field position. Starting field position. Yeah, it's terrible, yeah. right? Wow, it's terrible. Yeah, it, it was. It's awful, and people don't realize that when they when they when they talk about the Cowboys and their struggles last year. And it was just a poorly managed team, man. All across the board, it was just poorly managed. Like, if if they missed, uh, I, I don't know how many how many field goals did they miss last year? Ten to or tw- ten or twelve or something like that. They it was some, they lost. Like, was horrible. Yeah, they lost like five games within like within like seven points. It was just it was just not things that that went right for them at all. It was just one of those one of those years where they just had the most basic principles of football that destroyed them. Now, what have they had done to kind of address some of those problems, especially kicking? Oh, they, they got, they got kicker, Greg, right? Greg the leg. Craig the leg. Nice. I mean, Kai, Kai Forbath came in last year and was, and was perfect through, throughout the yeah. last end of the season, but they didn't freaking replace, uh, oh, what is his name? I always forget his name. Brett Maher. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't replace Brett Maher until freaking like week nine. <laughs> after he was the worst kicker statistically in like 10 years. Yeah, they waited forever to replace him, but then they go and replace Fairburn. Or, uh, yeah, Fairburn yeah. in the... Forbath. Forbath, yeah, sorry. That's the Texans kicker. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like, I'm pretty sure Fairbairn's for the Texans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, y'all should go after Forbath, because Fairbairn, he's <laughs> had his ups and downs. I like Fairbairn, you know? Compared to, compared to who we had historically... Fairbairn's pretty good. <laughs> Go get Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> Vinny's going to be playing until he's 50. He will. That's amazing. No, he he's not the starter too. anymore. He's not even a starter anymore? No. What? Yeah. Wow. He's so he's just, getting, he's just collecting that check and not playing? I, I don't know. Let me look it up. He probably deserves that, honestly. Yeah, he's a free agent. Really? Yeah. Well, I need him since he's not doing anything. I need him to get on the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> I need him to come happen. on this show. Well, yes, but we're not there yet, Cody. Obviously. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Vinny, if you're listening, uh, why don't you join the show? Yeah, bro? come on, Vinny. You're one of our few listeners. Come on, yeah, <laughs> we want to talk to you about Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> not about you, just Pat McAfee. <laughs> um, so, Cowboys, we're thinking. Nine to thirteen wins. That's kind of range we're thinking. I, I, yeah, I think that's a fair range. I think something has to go. How in. far in the playoffs are we thinking? Yeah. What's up? Oh, I was just saying. I think something awful has to happen for them not to be be a playoff team at the minimum. How, how far do y'all think they're going? <laughs> Me? Um, you want hopeful, hopeful Quentin, or you want to? Yeah, I do hopeful and pessimistic. Right. You can do both. All right. Well, the hopeful one in me. Thinks that this is a this this team's talented enough to at least make like conference championship game. Now, pessimistic Quentin says this team might might lose in the wild card round. <laughs> so, and that's a bit of a swing. It is a bit of a swing. <laughs> so, 
what what are y'all thinking, Cody and Matt? I'll, I'll give my uh, optimist. My optimistic is that they uh, lose in the Super Bowl. Um, I, but more than likely, I think they find a way to lose in the second round, uh, the divisional round. And Matt, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm. I think second round. I just I don't see them beating like the the San Francisco in the playoffs. I, can see I, just, that. I just I think they need one more year under uh, McCarthy, and then I think they'll be able to pull it off. I can see that. Yeah, I I, I think they're they're a, they're on the verge of something special, and it, I hate to admit it, but they are. They they've got a very good team. I just I don't think they're gonna pull off in the first year with Mark McCarthy, like you said. But that's a tough Mark. ask. Yeah, yeah, I think if they would have fired, um, I don't even remember their coach coach's name, Gary, Gary. Gary. yeah, Kyle <laughs> Boy, like mid season last year, and then and then uh, had the new coach this year, got McCarthy or someone else uh, in the middle of the season, then I think they would have been able to go to a conference championship or a Super Bowl this year. I can see that. Yeah, I, I think so. I I have them going divisional. Optimistic they can make the Super Bowl. But that's a big if. I don't know if that's going to happen. And they won't stop Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they they don't. I, I don't think anyone. I don't can think their secondary sport. is good enough. That that is my problem. I think that their offense can hang with anybody in the league. I think that they have a great front seven, but their secondary. I think when it comes down to it in the playoffs, is going to ruin them. Yep. Agreed. That's, See, that's what I happens feel like, every time. Yeah. Against KC, you need to have the stronger line. Like, a, your defense doesn't matter as much because they, no matter – even if they're, like, Patriots-level elite, they're not going to stop Pat Mahomes and all his all his weapons that he has. Yeah. Like, what what is his receiving core? Travis Kelsey. Um, Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill. The, the other one, too. Sammy Watkins. Former, Sammy Watkins, yeah. Sammy Watkins. Bills, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah I agree. the the Chiefs are loaded, and I, I think they have a lot of success coming their way, and potentially a lot of awards. I think that that kind of brings us to what we want to talk about next. We're gonna make some early, very very early predictions for a lot of these different things, and uh, the first one we want to start out with is the MVP trophy, which I think we all kind of have an idea of who we might choose. But let, let's start with Cody. Who do you want? Who do you think is going to be the MVP? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, Quinn, what do you think? Um, I'm going to go the Russell police Wilson. police are coming after you. You're going to go Russ? I th- I'm going to go Russ. I, I really want to either go, like, if I had to rank them, it'd be, it'd be, uh, it'd be Russ, Pat Mahomes, and uh, Dak. Because I think Zach's so going to have an insane passing year. Yeah, I think it's all going to be QBs. But I, I'm going to go with Russ. Matt? See, I feel like the safe play would be Mahomes. But I just feel like after not not this coming up year, but next year, he's going to lose weapons just because his contract's too big. So I think I'm going to go with uh, what Quinn said. I think I'm going to go with Dak. Woo! Wow. Hell yeah. I'm actually I'm agreeing with Cody. I'm going with Mahomes on this one. I think there's just too low, but I can see Dak yeah. going number two. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to have as great of a year. I don't think so. No, think Lamar is the goat, Christian. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> uh, I really don't see Lamar like putting up the numbers he did last year. 
I think he's going to put up a little bit more turnovers and stuff. Because so I think defenses are starting to figure him out. Mm-hmm. And kind of, yeah. Well, not really. It's, he's hard to figure out, out, but yeah. Yeah, but they're starting to get a little bit to make it a little bit more difficult. He's he's not going to have as much of a cakewalk where he's just running and spinning past guys left and right. <laughs> exactly. And they're running this insane triple option where they bring an RG3 at the same time. Yeah, that's the like Heisman that. backfield right there. The triple Heisman, the triple Heisman. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but I, I have Mahomes win the MVP because he's going to have so many weapons to throw to the whole year. I think he's going to be also more consistent than Dak, I think. I think there might be a few games where Dak kind of doesn't play as well. And then Mahomes is going to go to the Super Bowl. I think that's my guess. But speaking of Super Bowl predictions, who do y'all think is going to make the Super Bowl and who do y'all think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who's starting this? Let's go Matt on this one. Um, I'm going to have to play it safe. And uh, I don't know about the the NFC because it's either going to be the repeat of last year with the Niners again. I could see um, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go this. I'm going to say it's the Chiefs versus the Saints. I think Drew Brees is going to announce his retirement midseason – have a nice tour and pull it off like Pain Man thing. Oh, wow. you got amazing. the Saints winning it? <sighs> See, I don't know because the Chiefs' defense got worse. I want to say that's true. Slightly, slightly. See that that's that's where like. Patrick's Mahomes going to do a lot more work, but I can see teams taking advantage of that and holding the ball, keeping it out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, a team like the Saints could do that too. They they dink and dunk and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think Saints they have the offensive firepower to keep up. I don't know defensively. Well, they are solid defensively, but can they get to Patrick Mahomes in that game? I don't know. I think they've kind of reloaded a little bit on that D line, but it's still K- not very good. It's still not very yeah, good. And K- KC has an amazing offensive line. That's one yeah, thing. See, I want to say the strategy is keep the ball out of KC's hands. Yeah, KC doesn't need a lot of time though to score. That's that is crazy true. Thing. They are they are fast and they are relentless, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're yeah. furious. Th- and they're furious. I think that's the. That's the game plan. The strategy to beat them is is just punish their defense, get get fifty first downs in the game, just hold the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's about the only way too. Um, but, yeah. moving on to kind of what I think my predictions are. I'm thinking Chiefs, and I was kind of it was a toss up for me in the <laughs> NFC. I was thinking Cowboys, Saints, 49ers. Really, I could see any of them making it. I think 49ers are going to not play as well this year. I think I think Garoppolo is gonna underachieve. Garoppolo is a, li- a liability for them. I feel like, I feel like he's so he he's not. I said this to my advisor, like we were talking about this. I don't think Garoppolo is a guy who can win a Super Bowl for that. Rusty, yes, Rusty. Shout out to Rusty Brooks. He definitely doesn't <laughs> listen to this. He doesn't know what podcast is. Um, I think it's either between the Cowboys and the Saints for me. I, I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Cowboys. Honestly. What? Yeah, and I think we like. That. I think they're gonna lose in the Super Bowl. Hell <laughs> yeah! That. Q, what are you thinking? Um, man, we're all just gonna go Chiefs on the AFC side, aren't we? I mean, yep. there's no one else. 
Yeah. I mean, who they got as competition? The Ravens or the Titans and the Bills? I mean, come not on. the Patriots yeah. anymore. Not, not, yeah, not the <laughs> Patriots. So, yeah, I got to go Chiefs on the AFC side. I just. I would go different if there was a different one available. <laughs> it, I mean, if, if Roethlisberger produces near his elite, elite level, then the Steelers are going to be a nasty team. That is true. Ooh, that'd be an interesting uh, – they're a good dark horse. Yeah. That yeah. is true. Roethlisberger, he said he's been feeling good. The elbow's good and stuff. He, he, that is he, true, but he's, I, been, uh, he's taking a break from, you know, stuff. Hey, and the Bills got digs. <laughs> Bills are good digs. That's all right. AFC. Nah, I got to go Chiefs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> versus, and we will go, hmm. So this is where it's hard. The NFC is freaking stacked. It really is. I'm definitely not going to repeat because I don't buy the 49ers repeating. I think the 49ers make the playoffs again. They probably win their division, but they get bounced early. So I will say... I'm going to go Saints, but I'm going to go them losing. Okay. So, Chiefs. Three of us say Chiefs. Cody, what are your predictions? Uh, Chiefs. With the Chiefs <laughs> winning the Super Bowl over – I got to think about this one. Because I think the Saints will lose in their first or second playoff game like they always do. Those damn refs will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know freaking – Y'all don't know Marlo that much, but Marlo's going to be pissed once they underachieve again. Shout out to Marlo. Oh, <laughs> dang. Marlo's going to come kill you. He's going to have to find me. Oh, wait. I'm at HBU all the time. <laughs> he knows where to find me. <laughs> Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Barely inconvenience. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I'm going to go with Seattle. Seattle? Oh. oh. Yeah. I don't think Seattle's going to go that far. I think their defense is really bad, honestly. And bad? They, I yeah. think their defense is good. But uh, They lost Bobby Wagner, right? Did they? Who is the linebacker? They have one who opted out, right? Because I will change this if they do not have Bobby Wagner. <laughs> who was who the one that was playing, broke his uh, leg or something, and then, like, flicked off his team as he was getting uh, – Earl- That was Earl. Earl. Uh no, Wagner's still around. They lost some linebackers. I know that. I'm just forgetting yeah. names off the top of my head. Yeah, he just Wagner just got named a captain for them for this year. Yeah, he's still around. Uh, well, they lost. They lost uh, Shaquem Griffin. Yeah, um, but that, that's, that's not a not, loss. That's, that's not, not really a loss. I know, but that's play. not who I was thinking of. Um, well, I, I guess Jamal, I'll, get, I'll get back Jamal to Jamal Adams. Uh, Shaquille Griffin. Yeah, they did get just just get Jamal Adams, didn't they? Yeah, they have a good defensive line. Gave up too much for him, but they did get him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they and they just drafted a line, linebacker in the first round, a guy who probably should have gone in the third, but they got him in the first. And I, honestly, I like their receiving core. Yeah, they have a great receiving core. Their Russ makes their offensive line work. And honestly, with having Russ in the backfield, it doesn't really matter who they surround him exactly. with. Exactly, he's, he's just one of those players. He's just their offense is going to produce. I just wanted to go with a dark horse random team. I was, I was about <laughs> to go with the Cardinals. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> dude, no. I'm I'm a big believer in Kyler for second year. I, I don't. They I don't, don't have enough weapons. D Hop 
come on. Who they have? They got they got the weapons. Who they have they, defensively, they have, and then who they have at running back? Oh, Quint, they got Kenyon Drake now. Yeah, Kenyon Drake is not really a great running back just by himself. He's always been a running back by committee. He was looking. He was looking pretty elite towards the end of last season for the yeah, Dolphins. He was looking as a monster with no, the Miami. For, no, Cardinals. for the yeah, he, he was in Miami before that. Yeah, Miami, yeah, he had no help, so he was just kind of having to do everything himself. He's yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a before. believer in him though. I, I don't it, know. That's that's. I think they. I think they. They perform really well this year too. That's that's my dark horse team. I, I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't know how far they're gonna go though. Yeah. I don't know, man. They're in such a hard division, too, having to play the Niners twice, the Rams twice, and uh, the Seahawks twice. Yeah, I can see that, too. Yeah, it's tough. Okay, so Drake had, in six games, he had 174 yards rushing for the Dolphins. In eight for the uh, uh, Cardinals, he had 123. Or he had 643 rushing yards. It's almost 100 yards per game. It's pretty yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That's not bad, 80. but I feel like, especially nowadays in the NFL, you're going to need a second running back to kind of also take on the load. It just it uh, can't just be Kenny Tremaine, Drake. Tremaine Edmonds, I think, had a good year. Yeah, so he he's going to need to step up. They're going to need someone else besides DeAndre Hopkins. And no, I mean, a linebacker. The- don't they have Larry? Fitz yeah, they still have Larry Fitz. Yeah. They got uh, they have Andy Isabella, and they got uh, old dude from uh, A and M. What's his name? Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, Captain Kirk. Yeah, any of those guys who can step up and take the pressure off Kyler, because Kyler's like he's so young, he's so learning the systems, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's he's gonna have to go through this brutal schedule, and he's getting as much help as possible for sure. I mean, you you've been a Patriots fan, so you don't know. The revolving door of quarterbacks that Hops had to carry. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Hops, that player, like he really is that guy that you just close your eyes, say a little prayer, and yeet that ball. He's gonna get it. Yeah, but it hasn't just been Hop. The Texans have had a solid defense. Who? I don't, oh, I was about to say who? Will Fuller? N- 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 oh, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Although Will Fuller is not too shabby, but. Mr. Torn ACL. When, when he's not injured. Cardinals. Points every five games. Exactly. Cardinals don't have a great defense compared to everyone else in that division. Am I right? Yeah. 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 But anyways, I, we can get deeper kind of in these teams as we do these picks. Uh, we got NFL, WAP pickums. WAP, WAP. Once again, WAP means wheel of punishment. Um, WAP, 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 WAP. That means at the end of the year, uh, whoever has the worst total record, they'll have to spin the wheel from fan-suggested punishments. And y'all can start submitting su- suggestions now. You can DM us on Twitter or Instagram at Texas3Step for punishments. You think Q will have to do at the end of the year because Q is going to get last oh, in yeah. both so NFL. First and then last. Well. I said NFL. I don't know about cost for oh. I'm off to a rough sorry, start. Sorry. We'll address <laughs> that in the next site or the next uh, sport. But yeah, we got Watt Pickums this week. We got five games, and we're gonna go through these pretty rapid fire. First game is gonna be Thursday. It's gonna be after probably you listen to this podcast. We hope uh, we got Texans at Chiefs. Chiefs are a nine point five favorite. The over-under is 54.5. The game's at 720 at night on NBC. 
Um, Chiefs coming in as the defending champs. You know, they're looking to repeat this year. I think we've already addressed that enough. Uh, Texans are a complete shit show, like Matt said, and they're, they're looking to return to the playoffs and try to build on something, not underachieve this year and start to fall apart and kind of slide as a team. Um, this is going to be an interesting matchup. I think there's definitely going to be a lot of points put on the board. Personally, I think the Chiefs are going to win this because they just have too much on the offensive side, and they'll just outlast the Texans. I have them winning, but I have Texans covering the spread. What do you got, Cody? Uh, yeah, I have the Chiefs winning, too. Uh, I think the Texans will cover the spread. Uh, Watson's, Watson will keep them in it, but they'll still find a way to lose. Matt? <laughs> yeah, I think y'all said it perfectly. I mean, I'm going to have to switch it because they're still my team, but Texans winning – um, but yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a close game and I think Bill O'Brien will somehow make the chair, the chiefs win this and going back to what you said real quick, this would be a successful year if we went, zero and 16 and fired Bill. O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying you're picking the chiefs cause you want the Texans to go zero and 16. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Wait, yes. then you would have to get rid of Deshaun because Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick. Uh, Jaguars are already starting that race, bud. They're already <laughs> – they want Trevor we're not, Lawrence. We're not racing for the draft pick that we are that Bill O'Brien already traded away. We're racing oh. to get rid of Bill O'Brien. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine going 0-16 and not having that pick? <laughs> Trading it for fucking Duke Johnson. As, oh, yeah, as a fan, I would literally work. cry. Oh, he, even imagine if they had that pick, Bill O'Brien would still mess it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, be like uh, 2008 picking Mario Chalmers. <laughs> you mean Mario Mario Williams? You mean yeah, Mario, Mario Chalmers. <laughs> Mario Chalmers, who's probably still in the league somehow. I don't know. Oh, he's got to he's got to still be in the league. He's a legend. I think he's like for. Timberwolves or something? Who knows? Last I saw, he was well, in Memphis. Well, Timber my wolves. Is it my pick now? Yeah, it is your pick. Yeah. Sorry, we, we we're gonna skip you. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we wanted to talk about Mario Chalmers instead. <laughs> Do whole Mario Chalmers segment. Go ahead. Hey, he was born in Alaska. <laughs> he he's now in the Athens. He's plays for Athens. In uh, Greece. Well, that's oh. fun. No, good, good tidbit there for y'all. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Q, who you got? <laughs> I'm gonna I take. We the, all know. I'm gonna take the Chiefs and the over. You're gonna take the Chiefs and the over. So the Chiefs are gonna cover the spread. Yeah. Got it. Okay, moving on to. I definitely going over. It's gonna be a high scoring game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going over too. Cody, you got over. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fifty-four point five. Yeah, they'll go over that. Next game. We just talked about the Seahawks and Russ a second ago. Um, Seahawks are a 1.5 favorite at the Falcons. This is going to be Sunday at 12 o'clock Central Time on Fox. Uh, the over-under is 48.5. Uh, Falcons come in as the team you kind of know at this point. Very strong passing offense led by uh, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Um, but the- to three, And that Calvin Ridley. And Calvin Ridley, but they've they've added a little bit more weapons. They added uh, Todd Gurley, so uh, they're going to be expanding Hayden that Hurst. run. Say that again. They added Hayden Hurst. 
Hayden Hurst. Yep. Um, their run game was bad last year. They should improve with Todd Gurley, but we don't know how good he's going to be. Um, <laughs> on, the, on the Seahawks end, uh, Seahawks are solid as always offensively. Solid. Solid. Defensively, I didn't get a chance to. They're one of the worst rush defenses last year. Uh, you saw a lot that running backs were getting past the first level, getting the second level. That's why Bobby Wagner and other linebackers were high in tackles and stuff like that. But um, they've it seems like they've improved that defensive line, add a few guys. Um, they also added Jamal Adams in the secondary. So that's definitely going to be a big deal for them. They did lose Jadavion Clowney, so we'll see how big of an impact that's going to be. Um, I think this game specifically is going to be close. Uh, I got Seahawks. Wait, actually, no. Yeah, no, I have. I originally had Seahawks. I'm looking at my notes. I have Falcons just barely winning this. Um, I say by a field goal. I think Falcons are just going to. Be a little bit more dominant on offense. That's what I think. Uh, let's go, Cody. What do you think? Uh, well, since I have them going to the Super Bowl, then the Seahawks are going to win the game. I'll have them cover the spread, too. You have them cover the spread. Got it. Yep. Uh, Matt? Um, yeah, I definitely – I think the Seahawks are going to beat them by, like, 10. I think it's going to be, like, a 34-21 type of game. Really? Wow. That's a bold prediction. Right there. Q, what are you thinking? So, actually, I got the Falcons in this game just because it feels like one of those weird games in the, at the beginning of the season that the Seahawks always seem to blow. Uh, but I do have it being a kind of a low-scoring game, like a weird low-scoring game. So, I'm going to go the under. Like 17 to 13? Yeah. It, it will be a little weird um, since this is coronavirus stuff going on. The, they'll be in the Georgia Dome. With I don't know how much capacity, but that that's just going to be dead. I think it's going to sure. be at like twenty five percent. Oh, that, that's probably, just going to be dead. I think they'll probably pump in crowd noise at seventy decibels, which is really not that loud. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, if you know anything about playing when there's no fans, I especially know about that. My whole high school high school career basketball was with no fans, basically. <laughs> It is starting games. The energy you have is really like, it's tough. Like you feel just so lethargic to start the games. Like it it takes probably like the first quarter to really get into it and get pumps because it's just like, you're, you're hearing all the extra sounds around the field. Like the sounds, whoever's making right now on their mic. And then (laughs) it's just like, it's hard to have the, the fan energy levels you have your whole NFL career. And then you have this Corona game where it's like 25% capacity. Yeah. Like you're not going to be playing the same way. I I could see it going under, but personally I have it over because these offenses are just so special. So I went over Matt went under. What about uh, Cody and Q? I went under. What was, what was the over under? I'm sorry. Q went under Matt. Are you going over on this? It's uh Yeah, I went over, remember? 48.5. Oh, I'm going under. You're going under? Okay. So we got two unders, two overs. We'll see how that goes. Next one, Dolphins Patriots. Uh, we'll be extremely quick with this. Cam's leading this new team. <laughs> Ryan's Ryan Fitzmagic is leading the Dolphins. Uh I got Patriots. Cody, who you got? 
Pats. Pats. Matt. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick wins the outfield or the outfit battle against Cam Newton, but I think Cam Newton takes it on the field. Patriots. Steve, uh, have you seen two. Cam's new haircut? See, I, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that Fitz comes in wearing uh, Deshaun Jackson's clothes again, same exact outfit. He goes in there. And he has one of these Fitzpatrick games where he throws like five touchdowns and he pulls off the the, the W. That's true. Usually Fitz magic happens at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that they beat the Patriots. I'm switching. I'm hey, there we go. <laughs> hey, how about that? Y'all both gonna look like idiots. How about that? <laughs> y'all, y'all both grabbing an L. At least I, at least I didn't lose the point. <laughs> Patriots are the seven point favorite. Um, and the over under is forty two point five. Let's just quickly over under. What do y'all think? Under under over over over. Uh, over. Okay. Next one. Bucks Saints three twenty five Central Time at Fox forty nine. Over under probably the best game of the week. Saints are a three point five favorite. The Tampa Bay Gronkineers are coming in with a pretty Tampa stout Bay. group. Tampa Bay, sorry. It, it's a Tampa Bay Rockin' I really said Tampa Bay. I, I have it written right here. Tampa Bay Rockin' <laughs> Sure you do. <laughs> I do, actually. I'll send a picture later. They added Leonard Fournette. <laughs> this offense is going to be so much fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely going to be Maybe. rooting for them a little bit. Uh, and then Saints, you know, their, their offense is so impressive. Led by Drew Brees. It's coming to an end with his career. You know he wants to go out with a bang, potentially. Bang, bang, um, bang. I, th- I think they'll probably go on another run this year. We'll see. And then they got the amazing re- wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Like, the offense is stout. It's just the question marks for both teams are where their defense right now. Um, can their defenses stop the other opposing team's offenses and allow their offenses to kind of break away? We'll yeah. see. Um, in this game, I think the Buccaneers, it's going to take a couple games for them to gel in the these new players. I got Saints winning this and I got the the over in this. Um, I think they're going to score over 3.5 points to win this game. Uh, let's go Q. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to take the Bucks. Um, no real reason. I'm just feeling the Bucks in this one. What's what's the over under again? Real. Uh, over under 49 points and the Saints are 3.5 favorite. I'm going uh, under. Under. Mm-hmm. And then, are you saying Bucks covering the spread or Saints covering? Bucks, Bucks covered spread. Okay, so three point game basically. Uh, Matt, what do you think? I I, I want to say if this was later in the season, I'd have to take the Bucks, but because it's Week One, Tom Brady's not getting that 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 full time to learn the system. They're not getting the preseason to to fix any of these early mishaps they're going to have. I think Saints, and I it's going to be. I think it's going to. Ah, the spread's what again? Three something? 3.5. 3.5. They're either going to win by a field goal or a touchdown. I don't know which one, though. But they're definitely going to go in over uh, over the 49. Yeah, I agree on that. Cody? I'm going to go the over. The Saints are going to win, and I'll have them cover. Okay. Sounds good on that. Um, final game, the primetime game. Cowboys at the Rams in the Rams new stadium. How about them weird. Cowboys? It's going to be weird. Not a lot of uh, people uh, in that new uh, stadium. Uh, uh, no, there's not going to be anyone in that new stadium. It's California. 
Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be weird. They really have this new stadium, and they're debuting it with no fans. That is crazy. Welcome to the world of Ranger. Texas Rangers. <laughs> yeah, Rangers did the same thing. Wow, I, I'm I'm definitely watch. Well, I'm gonna try to watch most of these games. I'm definitely my eyes will be on this. Cowboys coming as a three point favorite. Over under fifty one point five. Cowboys, we talked about them enough. But when we talk about the Rams, um, they're looking to bounce back at a, after a not-so-stellar year last year, after being in the Super Bowl the year before. Uh, Jared Goff has the same weapons as before. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. Um, they drafted Cam Akers. It'll be a good running back for them. Yeah, he and lost they, Cooks, though. but Lost Cooks and lost Gurley, so we'll see that dynamic. I think that's better for him, though. <laughs> defensively, they have the best play, probably in the league, I personally think, but best defense player, Aaron Donald. Brun. And they Donald. He'll be a monster the whole year. And they added Jalen <laughs> Ramsey, who also got a good deal. Uh, this game is going to be a good one, and I got Cowboys in this. I think Cowboys are going to have a little bit more offense. Aaron Donald is going to get in the backfield several times, but I think Jared Goff is going to have a trash game and Cowboys are going to end up scoring more. Uh, let's go Q on this one. What do you think? Oh, you got to know, I, I got my boy Dak. Oh, Dak's going to come out here and be firing all cylinders to start the season off, especially since he all that training camp that he did, the extra training camp where he built a f- field in his backyard. I think he's ready. I think he's ready to prove everybody wrong, too, about the franchise tag, whole junk and all that. So I got Cowboys, I got them covering the spread, and I got them on the over. Let's go, Matt. What do you think? Uh, you're going to have to repeat the over again. 51.5, and it's a three-point spread. Three-point spread. I mean, they're going to destroy the spread. I got. I think Cowboys are going to come out guns blazing and just put the Rams in the dirt here. I think they're going to go under, but I think they're going to beat them by the spread. Okay. Cody, what do you think? I think the Cowboys are going to win. I'll have them cover, and I'll go with the over. Oh, and that is the last pick of the Texas three-step NFL Watt Pickums, And that is the end Watt. of our very, very long but thorough NFL breakdown. We <laughs> we are for sure excited for this week. I think everyone's excited. Um, definitely check out the five games we previewed we'll release our graphic later with our picks and q will definitely finish last this week that's my bold prediction the wrap oh, okay okay <laughs> okay well the dolphins man They're- yeah do- the <laughs> dolphins that's gonna be the one that puts them over bullshit hey we're gonna both win off of this one <laughs> yeah man we taking the dub there yeah doubt it we'll also sure. wait we'll wait also did you say we're up- taking the dump because we're not odell beckham Oh, <laughs> and we're ending with that shit. Literally, <laughs> we want to thank Mr. Matt Powell for joining us today. He's been electric for name us. Is Matt? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to finish after that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bud, for joining us. Uh, we'll definitely have Matt on again for sure, and he'll be joining me for the UFC show whenever the next time we do that. I don't know. This HBU season just takes forever. But yeah, <laughs> we're going to move on to college football next. And yeah, we'll be back in a second. And we're back with college football. Last week, freaking sucks. I don't think anyone debates that. Uh, after the first week of WAP pickums, 
Not only did last week suck, but I sucked at picking last week. Shocker. I know, right? I, I have a record of one and three after the first week. Loser. And uh, Cody and... What was Loser. that? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to save this clip for the end of the season when you get the bottom pick and still you have a loser. to spin the wheel of punishment. Right. You're still going to be the loser? Right. Uh-huh. What, what school we'll are you see. still at we'll right see. now? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Q and Cody are three and one after the first Damn week. Damn right. Yeah, winners. Good for y'all. I would say it's not gonna last this week, but this week freaking sucks too. Um, this week we have three picks. We were gonna have four, but freaking Louisiana Tech and Baylor game fell apart because Louisiana Tech, get this, had thirty-eight positive cases in last week. Oof. <laughs> That's going to put their game against HBU in jeopardy. It could. HBU has a bye week right before. Yeah. So we'll see. About, unless, they, unless the other 60 players decide, hey, it's our turn. It, exactly. But anyways, we got three games this week. We got Duke Notre Dame, UTSA, Duke, Texas State. Notre, 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 Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Sounds like Charles Notre, Barkley. Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, Florida State, and then, like I said, UTSA, Texas State. We'll start with Duke, Notre Dame, 1.30 Central Time on NBC, over under 53.5. Notre Dame is a 20-point favorite. Obviously, there's not a lot of good games this week. But anyways, uh, I got Notre Dame winning this game pretty easily. Yeah. I think uh, Ian Brock is going to lead the way and outplay uh, the Clemson transfer Chase Bryce for Duke. And, yeah, that's basically how I see it going. How do y'all see it going? Notre Uh, Dame. (laughs) Yeah, Notre Dame will win. Uh, But uh, Duke will cover the spread. Duke will cover the spread? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I I think 20 points is a little generous. I think we all agree. Duke is a lot better team. I don't think Notre Dame is as good as everyone thinks. What do do y'all think the over-under 53.5? I'll go over. 53.5? Yeah, I'll go over. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go over too. So that's that game. We all got Notre Dame. Shocker. Yep. Number 10, Notre Dame's going to be Duke. If Shocker. this was basketball, it would be a different story. <laughs> it's not basketball. It's football. Yeah. Next game, we got UTSA against Texas State. UTSA comes in with a new head coach, new offense, new system, all this stuff. Can't, they had a really rough year last year, obviously, why they fired their coach. Texas State is coming off a loss last week at SMU when they – Actually played SMU pretty well. Um, Shane Bouchelle didn't have that great of a game for his standards, I guess. Um, and Texas State was able to score and kind of move the ball around, so that's pretty impressive. Um, Texas State comes in as a 7.5 favorite, over under 55.5, and this game's at 2.30 Central Time on ESPN2. Uh, for this game, I got Texas State winning. What do y'all think? Um, what is the uh, what's, what's the spread again? 7.5. 7.5, and it's Texas State? For Texas State, yep. Texas State is home for this game. I am going to go Texas State. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to go UTSA, but then I remembered how Do it. how well Texas State looked against uh, SMU, so I'm going to go Texas State. 
Yeah, Texas State was able to run the ball pretty well with two running backs. They both had nearly 100 yards. That was impressive. I expect them to do the same this week. So we all got Texas State, right? Yep. Yep, awesome. And the final game of the day, and by (laughs) final day of the game, it's uh, (laughs) – Final day of the game. Final day of the game. Got it. <laughs> it's Yikes. the games at the same time as the Texas State game. It's uh, 2.30 Central Time on ABC. We got Georgia Tech. Georgia, Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> and Florida State. I can't talk at this point. Uh, Florida State's led by their senior QB, James Blackman. And uh, they should be pretty solid on offense. Solid. <laughs> and uh, Georgia Tech is coming off as one of the worst offensive teams in the ACC. As usual. As usual. I, I wonder how this game's going to go. Fellas, what are you thinking? Uh, FSU. FSU? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go FSU as well. Yeah, so they're a 12-point favorite. Um, I also got FSU. I think they're going to cover the spread. Uh, over under 55. What do you all think? Under, under, under. I think it's going to be under two. I think Georgia Tech's going to be held to 15 or less points. Actually, I'll say 20 or less points. That's my guess. Yeah, I think it'll be like a 28 to 14 game or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I think that's a good call. Uh, I agree. Not only did Georgia Tech have the worst offense last year, they also have, uh, they don't know who their starting QB is yet. So that's another, (laughs) another yikes. So, yeah, for three games, we have all of us agreeing that Notre Dame's going to win. All of us agreeing Texas <laughs> oh, State is going to win. And all of us agreeing Florida State's going to win. Another week with Tyler in last. <laughs> I see what y'all did there. Interesting. Very interesting. Other notable games this week. Uh, we got Texas is playing their first game against UTEP. They're a 43-point favorite. It's going to be 7 p.m. Central Time on Longhorn Network, the network that Yikes. nobody has. I have no, nobody's going to watch the game anyway, so who cares? Um, other notable games, uh, at the same time, Texas Tech will be playing their first game against Houston Baptist. It's the first Big 12 opponent for Houston Baptist. Texas Tech is looking to kind of build up from last year after a not very good season. Um It'll be their first game of the season, kind of to kind of get a rhythm. I think they have a they're starting QBs back after being hurt last year, so Bowman. Yep, and they're going to try to get a rhythm as an offense and defense, and get ready for Big Twelve play. Um, I think that spread was thirty nine for Texas Tech, and then um, last thing SMU was going to be playing TCU this week, but that game also got postponed because of coronavirus problems. Yeah, and that would have been probably the best game. Yeah, oh, easily, we were... easily. It would have been the only like competitive game, unfortunately. Yeah, but we're we start college football, but we're kind of not quite into it yet. It's kind of a weird feeling. So it will be better next week. Next week, hopefully, we have different picks. <laughs> And hopefully the games are actually competitive. No, we're going to keep making the same picks so we can have Tyler make uh, lose it all. Joke's on y'all. I'll just change my pick. I'll just keep doing it. <laughs> sure. It's already been <laughs> At the end of the day, I release the graphics so I can change the the picks. 
So if I just <laughs> happen to make Cody pick, you know, who who's playing today? If I have Cody picking UTEP or uh, what else was playing today? Have them picking UTSA, Georgia Tech, Duke. If I all of a sudden change Cody's picks, you know, that's in my hands. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> all of a sudden, Cody's last this week. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but anyways, that um, that's our brief uh, preview of college football this week. There'll be a lot more next week, especially I think the SEC is back next week, right, boys? Unclear. 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 But there should be some real games next week, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully, no more Corona stuff. Anyways. Yeah, it it sucks because all the power fi- or the really power three conferences, the Big Twelve is the only one playing uh, non conference games. Yeah, and ACC. It seems like their best games are not this week either. So. Well, ACC is a garbage conference. Well, that's anyway. So <laughs> that too. Yeah. Well. On to next week. Uh, that'll be it for college football. And, yeah, we'll move on to the next sport. All right, so jumping on over to baseball, we have a very special guest. Uh, mine and Tyler's good friend, Edgar, is joining the show. E. E. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> All right, so what, uh, what do you have planned to talk about, Quentin? Um, so yeah, uh, you're, you're a really big Braves fan, right? Yes, I yeah, am. Yeah, so, uh, we'll go ahead and start off with how the Braves scored 29 runs, or 29 runs tonight, almost breaking the Rangers, uh, modern day major league record of 30 runs in the game back in 07. Um, that's, that's, they're pretty, they're, they're on a pretty good run, man. They're, they're on the top of their division and, uh. I really think they got a they got a good shot to uh, to really shock some people out in the out in the out in the uh, NL. Yeah, um, this game was just absolutely insane, and you know the Braves have had struggles of late with their starting pitching, and that all happened because of you know Mike Soroka getting injured in like just a freak accident, right? Um, Felix Hernandez opting out and then Cole Hamels just obviously wasn't healthy enough to start the, start the season mm-hmm. and hopefully we get him back soon, but just none of the other guys, you know, could step up and be that guy to kind of take on the mantle. Max Freed did it and now he's on the 10 day IL. Um, hopefully he just misses one start, but uh, four. We've lost four out of the last five, not including this uh, tonight's game. Which, thank goodness, this this game happened <laughs> because I I was starting to lose some hope in our starting pitching. But but man, we needed a game like this because my God, it's been it's been rough, especially with the Phillies on our heels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Phillies have been uh, have been picking it up. They're seven and three in their last ten, so they've uh, they've definitely been. Uh been coming up on you guys i mean uh-huh. the nl is looking looking kind of tricky to even even pick outside the dodgers uh i mean there's just it just seems like all the top tier uh competition outside the dodgers are just like neck and neck with each other it's 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 crazy it like for me going into the season obviously i'm thinking you know you're gonna have your dodgers yeah you're gonna have I'm thinking the Braves are going to be not like the Dodgers, but have a pretty good, you know, substantial lead in the East. Because obviously, at that point, nobody was besides Hamels 
nobody was like going to miss the season, right. you know, uh, starting pitching wise. So I'm thinking, you know, we'll be fine. It's, it, everything's going to be good. I did not think that the Padres would be as hot as they are. Uh, I didn't think that the Reds would be as lackluster as they are. Yeah, I, I was really high on the Reds coming into the season, too. Like a lot yeah, of people. That, on, on paper, that, that team is, I wouldn't say stacked, but on paper, that team is, like, solid, you know? Um, yeah. I, I was going into the season, I'm thinking the Phillies are going to, you know, shit the bed again. Oh, sorry. Can I can I curse? Yes. Or, oh, okay. <laughs> we can bleep you out if not. Okay. Um, I'm thinking the Phillies are going to shit the bed as they do. Uh, I know the Mets are the Mets. Uh, the, I knew the Nationals were not going to be that good. Right. Yeah. It, they uh, they they lost quite a bit. So. Yeah, I, I knew the Nationals were not going to be that good, and I didn't expect the Marlins to be a 500 club to this point. I don't think and anybody then, did, and uh, the fact yeah. that they they bought they, like they bought at the trade deadline too, where uh, was pretty impressive. Telling them how much they they're like they're buying on these young guys to actually try to make a little bit of a run at things here. I don't think mm-hmm. it's I don't think they catch anybody, but they may make that that last no. extra wild card spot since there's the the playoff field is so expanded. And so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it, it's a cool. Somewhat of a cool story, considering they almost single-handedly destroyed this season at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. um, that's, that is right. That's true. Um, I'll continue to say they should not be looked at as a feel-good story. No. <laughs> considering everything that happened. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they've been playing good baseball. Uh, all things considered, they, they kind of really stepped up and really showed people, you know, we're not going to be the doormat of the division. Right. We're gonna leave that up to the Nationals. So um, <laughs> the defending champs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that, like you said, the Marlins bought at the deadline. And looking at that, um, that's kind of my biggest gripe with the Braves. We had such an obvious weakness. So it came about last land. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we had such a an obvious weakness, yet. We did relatively nothing about it. We we traded for Tommy Malone from the Orioles, and let me see. Tom Malone's so old now. Yeah, he, he's so old. He's pitched in three games for the Braves so far, and in his first game against the Phillies, it was the same day he got traded. They flew him in a private jet from uh, Buffalo, uh, where the Blue Jays are playing to uh, Philadelphia and he has to pitch that night. So I kind of gave him, I was like, all right, he's not going to be, you know, on top of his stuff because he just flew in, you know, he's going to have to get used to it. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to cut him some slack. We get, we score 10 runs in one inning and he proceeds to give up six runs. And I'm like, Oh shit. Well, you know, <laughs> Oh, well, then we he plays he pitches against the Nationals and he gives up I want to say three runs and three innings and we had only scored four so he gets pulled and then tonight he's up eleven to two and he I think it it, it ends up getting to like eleven to eight or something like that and so he gets pulled and so I'm like all right well. 
maybe this wasn't the right choice. Right. Or maybe I feel like Tommy Malone, that trade is the kind of guy where you trade for Tommy Malone, but you also go and get a guy like Clevenger or Lynn. Yeah, that's and trading for Tommy Malone was like the Rangers stuck in the proverbial hell that they kept trading for guys like Matt Garza. And it's yeah. Yeah. that mid-tier Ryan uh, guy that's on the market that you can't really yeah. – it's not going to push you over any edge or anything like that. All it does is really add you like – it adds you a decent arm, but not the arm that you really need. And that always that always comes back to bite everybody in the ass every time they try to do, yeah. do, do a trade like that. Yeah, and especially in the situation that the Braves were in, it's like obviously we traded for Tommy Malone. To me, it reeked of just – uh, trading somebody, trading for somebody that is just going to eat innings. Yeah, and that's fine, but not in a sixty-game season. <laughs> not in a sixty-game season, and not in a season where you have a decent lead in the in the division. You can possibly you get a guy like Clev, or you get a guy like Lynn. Hell, you even before y'all traded Minor. Yeah, he probably could have gotten Minor and Lynn. Yeah, that's that's an upgrade yeah. over over Malone. Miners exactly. Yeah, so that's uh, but yeah, the Rangers were wanting back one of your top two guys. So and I had said it before, I only wanted to trade. Obviously, I'm not the Braves GM. I wish I was, but uh, <laughs> I only wanted to trade Drew Waters for Mike Clevenger. But uh, but aren't y'all starting Enciarte over both of them, dude? I. I don't understand. <laughs> At this point, a, a lot of Braves fans will echo this sentiment. Um, we won't. We don't want to trade our prospects because they're too good to trade to get rid of. But we're they're not good enough to start over Ender Inciarte, who is a has been abysmal the past two seasons. It's like we got to make our decision. We got to make make up our mind. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Are they good? Are they good? Or are they? Uh, just decent because if they're just decent, get rid of them. Yeah. Because a guy like Clev is going to instantly make a, a difference on your team or a guy like Lynn. Exactly. Know? Well, um, so I heard you second in there. You, you mentioned the, uh, the blue Jays uh, just, just, just talking by um, honestly, do you think the blue Jays are the best team in New York right now? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Let's see. I would have to say, as of right now, yes. I think the Blue Jays, all around, in compared to all the uh, the Yankees and the Mets, uh, I think they they're better. They have an all around better just staff I, at this point. I don't know what's you know? going on with the Yankees right now, man. But they are they're three and seven. Their last ten, they're making errors left and right. Oh man, they're, they're they become like the laughing stocks of Twitter now. Everybody's just making fun of them constantly, and it's like it's like picking up the, the Astros yeah. slack. Yeah. yeah, it's the ultimate slump. It's, yeah, they are uh, they're looking awful. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys listen to uh, Talking Baseball uh, by John Boy. Yeah, he, that's his podcast. He uh, they're big Yankees fans. Yeah, and I was listening to one of their podcasts this morning. And he had mentioned that he was talking about the Braves, so obviously I, I'm tuning in. And he says, you know, the Braves, Braves fans, calm down. You're, you're in a slump, but you're not. It's not as bad as what the Yankees are in right now. And I had, I was like, 
oh shit, like let me go look at the Yankees, and they're sitting at twenty two and twenty one. Mm-hmm. This is a team that when the Yankees played the Braves, I want to say a week ago or a week and a half ago, uh, they were like, I want, I, I think they were like eight games over five hundred, wow. and then we swept them in a doubleheader, and ever since then they lost. They've, I don't, I don't even know. I'm, it's it's just been really bad for them. Oh man, you want to talk I, I don't about know bad what times. they can do. <laughs> uh, the Rangers, the Rangers are three and seventeen since Fernando, Fernando Tatis hit that grand slam on the three zero pitch. Three and seventeen. We were in the second no. playoffs. We were we were in the second wild card spot as the Rangers. I, I'm a big Rangers fan, but I think they're, I think they're five and seventeen now. They've won two in a row somehow. Um. I think yeah, it might be five and seventeen now. But they yeah, they were ten, they were ten and ten when Tatis hit that. Yeah, four and seventeen. Wow. There we go. And uh, talk talk about just ultimately losing all momentum that you could have had. Oh man, it, you just let just let that game go by. And then not Don't selling at the deadline is just is terrible. Yeah. It's not selling enough. They did sell, but they didn't sell enough, in my opinion. They probably I, I didn't get enough. Yeah, they did, they weren't getting I, the offers, and it, it 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 wasn't necessarily their fault. But it's man, it's just that that look makes me look even worse. I obviously I I'm not I'm not a Rangers fan, so I don't really follow them that closely. But I from the outside looking in, I think I was one of those guys that was saying you the Rangers should have found a way to get rid of Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, think more so over minor. Uh, yeah, we I think they, they should have got right of minor last year. Um, I mean, the, yep. the opportunity was there, and they they didn't they yeah. didn't sell. And they've been doing this so often where they don't sell. And it's it's I don't know what they're holding on to honestly at this point because it's it's just diminishing value. And the more you hold on to Gallo the more mm-hmm. he's proving that he may not be that guy that you can build a team around. And so, yeah, it's just not, it's not like, uh, but also, Oh, sorry, Cody. Uh, the problem with, if the Rangers just found a way to get rid of Lynn, they're probably not going to get really anything oh, that, that great because that is true. I think the Padres got away with highway robbery for the, uh, Clevenger deal. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lynn, what Lynn's worth less than Clevenger, but I think Lynn, both Lynn and Clevenger's values are a lot higher. Like uh, Clevenger's for sure worthy of one of the Braves' top two prospects. Uh, Lynn, they'd probably have to throw in another guy to get one of the top mm-hmm. two. Yeah, and obviously, like uh, Anthony Anthopoulos, the um, GM for the Braves, he. Ultimately, you can place your trust in the guy. Um, you know, he's made some good decisions. He's made some bad decisions. And, you know, that's every GM. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, a, that's every GM. But considering, yeah, it's a 60-game season. Um, you don't want to trade for a guy that's – you're, poss- you're going to get rid of a top prospect for, the guy, for some of these guys. But – you know, Lynn has another year on the contract. Yeah, I think uh, though, I think Clem, in a normal season though, Lynn would have got back, especially pitching the way he was pitching. If he was pitching that over an entire first half like that, he would have got back a 
shipload of prospects. Just, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think and, this whole this this whole season made everything so like messed up and weird that it just ruined yeah. everything. Yeah, and you know, does does Clev get traded in a normal season? Who knows? Right. You know, uh, uh, you, you you never know. But you know, a guy like Clev doesn't get traded that often. Right, exactly. You know, that type of stuff doesn't happen that often. So if you're a team like <laughs> Yeah. Exa- well exactly. And I'm surprised uh Police Act didn't get traded either. Yeah. Or didn't get uh much of a punishment, you know, he, he got sent down, but I mean he got called up directly after Clev was traded, you know? So Exactly. But with with the Braves I, I think a lot of my frustration comes with the complacency around the uh, the team, and with the front office especially. Uh, you know, this is probably like I'm probably complaining about stupid stuff compared to like like ra- like you guys Rangers fans. Like, <laughs> you're, you're probably going really to have like, it, brother. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you would think that a team who is it has as much talent as the Braves have that they wouldn't be so reluctant on going to get guys that are going to make the team even better. You know, that is one thing. That is one thing that JD definitely did. John Daniels, uh, he definitely did when the, when the Rangers had good teams, he was not afraid to buy, mm-hmm. but no, now not all of those worked out actually, especially a few of those definitely didn't work out, but, uh, but he wasn't afraid to do it. And I, I, I respect that. You gotta, you gotta be able to try to go. For it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to knock anybody trading trading for somebody if they think that person at the time is going to make their team better. Now, you can sell off people and it may be your number one prospect and may turn into a superstar and that pitcher you trade for may be awful, but at least you're going for mm-hmm. it, you know? And, yeah. He's been lucky, too. None of the guys that have been the main parts of a trade have really done anything. Yeah, and he, he gets destroyed for it. And I don't understand yeah, why. Like, it makes no like sense. The, the Hamels trade, uh, I think Hamels and Deekman have still combined for a higher war uh, just when they were with the Rangers than the guys that they gave up in their entire career. Who was number one in that? Alfaro? Yeah, I think he is... I don't he's know decent. where he is. He's not terrible, but like... Yeah. Oh, um... Is his name Jose Alfaro? Yeah. Jorge, uh, yeah. Jorge. Catcher? Jorge. Jorge, Alfaro. Jorge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, every time he plays the Braves, he's a freaking monster. <laughs> so, uh, he he completely kills well, us. Every, every time Isaiah Kiner-Falefa plays in Houston, he's, he looks like a superstar, <laughs> but everywhere else, he's not yeah. quite as good. Hey, he went, <laughs> yeah. he went four for four tonight. That's good. I'm a big fan of him. I really do think that he, he has a big future. Uh, I, I think he's going to be the everyday shortstop, and I think – Honestly, I think we saw the last days of Elvis Andrews uh, as a regular mm-hmm. player. If, if only we could see the yeah. last days of Rugnado Door. Oh my God, I know. I think I think we're getting close to that. I don't think they. I, I don't think the leash is there anymore. Yeah, they they injury list and put him in the starting lineup so he could go zero for three with two strikeouts. Yeah. I will say, uh, one trade that really benefited us last year um, was that Chris Martin trade. That we oh, did with you guys. That was a uh, beneficial trade to both sides. That was, yeah. Um, Allard's Colby had, Allard is is a good. He's a good arm, you know. Yeah, he he's is. had some rough starts, but overall, uh, he'll figure shown, it out. Yeah, he's shown the potential to be I'm, a yeah, quality guy. That's the that's the guy that, or 
obviously I love the trade because we got Chris Martin and I, I'll, I'm a big proponent that if he doesn't hurt his oblique last year uh, in the playoffs against the Cardinals, if he doesn't hurt his oblique, I think we go to the World Series instead of the Nationals. I think that too, honestly. I, I was a real yeah. big, big, big on the Braves last year. Honestly, I was big mm-hmm. on yeah. them th- this year going into it. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think they're quality. I, I really do. And I, I mean, all around, you guys are a solid team. Yeah. It's, you know, and I shouldn't be complaining as much as I do on, on the Braves because obviously they've, over the past three years, they've they've provided that joy that I was missing for four years prior when we were rebuilding. Uh, but you know, you know, you, you as a fan, you're always going to find something to nitpick yeah. and be mad at. You yeah. know, um, even if mine is that I I don't think that this Braves team will will be as successful as I want them to be with Brian Snitker at the helm. Uh, I think he's a great guy. He's been with the organization for like 40 years, 30 years, or something like that. But uh, Reading your Twitter about his bullpen decisions is very entertaining. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's the most annoying. It's the most annoying thing. He came out and said, per- personally said in an interview, I think it was in like 2018, he said this, and he still has the same philosophy. He said, I will not use my uh, best bullpen arms if we are trailing in a game now, mind you uh, at face value that that sounds, you know, pretty reasonable. I'm not going to waste my best arm if we're trailing in a game. Yeah. Uh, But every game that he said this about, we were down by one run (laughs) and the game ended up getting like broken up, like broken open completely as a result of him putting the worst bullpen arms in. And like, for example, the other day we were playing, I want to say it was the nationals. We were down four to three going into the top of the ninth. He puts in, I think somebody that had just got gotten called up that day going into the bottom of the ninth. It's now 10 to three. (laughs) And I'm like, sounds like a Rangers game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I literally sat back. I literally sat back and I'm like, why how 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 do we just continue to let this happen you know when we have ron washington as our third base coach <laughs> like i would i would Bumping love lines. for ron washington i would love for him to be our manager i loved but, wash when he was manager in texas he was i mean i i think he might be the best like fielding coach in baseball oh, like maybe absolutely yeah. maybe top 10 like baseball history honestly like he, Legendary. I feel like he has single-handedly made uh, Ozzy and uh, Swanson the best middle infield duo in the league. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah, they, they are. They they have some of the best glove work that I've seen of any team, like in the modern, like this year and the past couple years. He made Ian Kinsler a good infielder. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The guy, the guy is phenomenal. Elvis Andrews. Elvis Andrews. Yeah, like you look what happens now with Elvis Andrews' glove. Oh my god, he elevated Beltre. He elevated Beltre. I mean, he Wash is amazing, and I really wish that like that he didn't get into the whole cocaine incident and all that. And 
yeah. you know, lose his job here because I really do think that, I mean, out of I mean, he's better than Jeff Bannister and he's be- definitely better than Chris Woodward. And I think Woodward might be Chris Woodward needs to go. Yeah, I am done with him now. I, I was mm-hmm. a big fan when we first brought him in, but now I'm like I'm I'm on the that, that that Tatis thing soured yeah. both of us against him. But um, uh, Ron Washington actually almost got the Padres gig this past season. Yeah, I remember that. I was very nervous when he went to go interview. I was like, I love the guy, and if he gets it, he gets it. But I really want him to. I, stay I wish somebody would give him another shot because he he yeah. deserves it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, to segue a little bit. Um, Let's go into uh, – I really wanted to touch on on the bottom feeders real quick because, okay. <laughs> because uh, the Rangers are actually – they're in line kind of. They're fighting with the Red Sox and the Ty- – uh, Red Sox and the, uh, and the Pirates for, uh, for last place in all of baseball go. for the first overall pick. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. And uh, I think that uh, – I think whoever, whoever gets the – the first overall pick or the first two overall pick are taking the two Vanderbilt pitchers. Uh, oh, yeah. Jamar Rocker and the other one's last name is Lighter, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they're they're ridiculous. But the Nationals are making making their way towards the bottom as like they are as too. Yeah. yeah. As well. And they play the Braves in a four game series. That would uh, be this, week, this weekend. If the so get that kid because they got. I, I think that is so. Obviously, you know, you finish last, you get your top draft picks, whatever. But, God, I'll be so bitter if the Nationals end up doing that because, <laughs> you know, you know, they're just going to get another pitcher. I'm afraid that if the Rangers get that get, get the first overall pick, we'll pick somebody stupid. <laughs> A high schooler. Uh, I, yeah. I would, be, I would be nervous about that as well. Yeah. We yeah I mean, it's the same draft. thing with the Red Sox. You know, the Red Sox in, do end up finishing top, like, end up with a top three pick, you know that team is just going to be scary good mm-hmm. going forward. Exactly. That's that's what I that's what I worry about too. So I mean, but um, but yeah. Uh, so what I what I really want to get into here too, I, I want you to give your picks if you don't mind. On uh, honestly, just give your uh, give your World Series picks, and then I want to roll into okay. some uh, talk on Roberto Clemente to finish it out. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so, uh, you, you just want me to go ahead and just, yeah, go for it, man. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Well, I, at one point believed that the Braves were going to make it to the end. You know, they're going to get there and, uh, just completely shock the world. But considering everything that we've been going through, starting pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, clueless manager, <laughs> um, there's no way. And obviously there's one team in the NL that's just completely better than the rest. And that's, you know, that's Dodgers. Mm -hmm. No one as of late has been able to touch them up. And that team is just continuing to go strong. So that would be my pick out of the national league. And the AL gets a little tough. It does. You have some, you have some good teams that are even going to make it in as wildcard teams like Blue Jays. The Astros still have talent, even though they've been slumping again. They're three and seven in their last ten as well, but they're still mm-hmm. in that second wild card spot with the expanded playoffs. So, who do you who do you who do you think out of here? So, I think that um, obviously, like you said, I think the Astros will make end up making it in. But 
I think they run into the same problem the Braves do. You know, lack of pitching. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Braves have one of, in my opinion, I think the Braves have one of the best bullpens in the league. Uh, the Astros don't have any. No, they don't. They have so they're relying yep. on so many rookie pitchers. Yeah, and you can only do that for so exactly. long. Exactly. Eventually, it's going to catch up with you. And they're sitting at five hundred right now. Uh, I can honestly see them like four games under. I can see it too. Five hundred when the season ends. But unfortunately, but I still in that division in the West, it's probably going to yeah. make the playoffs still. Oh, absolutely. In the West, you more than likely four games under five hundred. You're going to be the number two seed. Yeah. Like, that's pretty bad. Um, but, you know, you look at the Central, or staying in the West, the o- o- Oakland A's, goodness gracious. Like, that team, I feel like, is one of the best in the AL. Uh, the Central, I feel like there's a lot of good teams, but I don't think necessarily that they're world beaters. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. They're they're pretty top heavy with uh with the White Sox, Indians, and Twins. I mean, yeah, solid teams, but neither one of them are like better than the other. <laughs> yeah, and you know they have the Tigers, who are not necessarily getting their brains bashed yeah. in, but Jeez. they're still not good. Yeah, and then the Royals, you know, so you got teams that you can rack up wins against. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, I think the Yankees are gonna turn it around but not enough to make it to the World Series. I think it's going to come down to uh, either the A's or the Rays. And I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Tampa Bay making it out of the AL. That's my pick for um, it, too. I just, yeah. yeah. That team is just – they're, like, sneaky good, you know? There's not a lot of superstars on that team. But they got a lot of guys that know how to play ball and go and ball out every game. Exactly. And I think, you know, Tampa Bay against L.A., obviously you have one of the biggest teams in the MLB, the Dodgers, going up against one of the smaller market teams in Tampa Bay. And if Tampa Bay wins that, they're Moneyball extraordinaires. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> yeah, if they could pull that off, that would be incredible. Oh, it'd be amazing. But you know, at this point, as good as the ten- the Rays are, I really don't see anybody beating the Dodgers. I, I just feel like the Dodgers are just—they're just like a freaking. Yeah, this is one like, of the best lineups. Monolith, honestly. Yeah, and literally every you cannot pitch around one guy to get to the other because you're gonna face somebody who's gonna absolutely kick your ass if you mess up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly, I, I just feel like the Do- the Dodgers Dodgers are just my God, what a team! I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. I I mean I pretty much agree exactly with your picks. Um, something cool to segue real quick, something cool that happened in MLB, um, was they allowed, uh, the pirates and all Puerto Rican born players, uh, to wear a, they're wearing number 21 in honor of, uh, Roberto Clemente, which I think is phenomenal. I mean, I think yeah. his humanitarian work along with being a 3000 member of 3000 hit club and this, just the stuff mm-hmm. that he did. Um, uh, I, I mean, we all know he sadly, how he sadly died in the plane crash. 
when he was yeah. on to aid when he was going to aid earthquake victims in Nicaragua. I mean, he was only 38 years old. Uh, I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's he's somebody I believe that like MLB needs to do more of this stuff to to make sure we don't forget the history. And I think it's that's yeah. that's what it has over every other sport is that is that the history is there. You know, the you have so mm-hmm. much more history and so much more engravedness in American culture of uh, more than anything else. And I just think they really need to do this kind of thing and more often to where they need to honor t- players like this, especially people like Roberto Clemente. So I. I I think it should be worn by all players. Like they should do a Roberto Clemente day, like they do Jackie Robinson day. But uh, yes. what, do you, what do you think about that? Um, I absolutely love that they're doing the uh, letting the Pirates, you know, wear twenty one, and then all Puerto Rican born players wear twenty one as well. I think that's really awesome. You know, the guy he was a great guy, a phenomenal player, um, and just to honor him like this would is it's just incredible. Um, I would say, I, I think the MLB, I, I think I would really like them to retire 21. I think they should you know, too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, considering how much of an impact that the guy had, not only in baseball, but in life as well, you know, re- I say retire, retired 21, uh, have the Roberto Clemente day and, um, just, you know, show that how important this guy really was exactly know? exactly no i 100 percent agree and i i think i think that's probably what they're going to be moving on to uh something mm-hmm. like that very pretty soon i mean it's it's about time it really is i mean he's he's the pirates jackie robinson basically i mean yeah, yeah of course he's puerto ricans jackie robinson basically i mean he's mm-hmm. without him there wouldn't be as big of a uh uh, of the of culture of these Hispanic countries, and it's just yeah, he's, he's he paved the way and is a groundbreaker, and it's just it's amazing that they're finally giving him more and more credit than he's been getting in the past. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that's that's about all we have really for baseball here today. Um, Cody, uh, you got anything else? No, um, I I think that's I just wanted to have some some time to vent about my struggles with being a Braves fan. <laughs> I feel I got some things off my chest. So uh, I think that's good. Well, you're always welcome right. here. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Edgar. And uh, yeah, for, for sure. those thanks, of you listening, uh, go check out Edgar's podcast, uh, Low Key Over It. He does it with a couple of yeah. mine and Tyler's other friends, too. Uh, new episodes come out on Thursdays. Yes. Thursdays at 11 Central. Um that's when our episodes come out and you can follow us on Twitter at, uh, we over underscore it. Um, we just like to talk a lot of shit. So, (laughs) um, it's like, that's the best. All right, guys. Now on to the NBA, Cody, what's going on? Uh, well, we finally have our first team to advance to the conference finals and it looks like the LA teams are both about to advance to the conference finals. Well, there's a game seven coming up in the Boston uh, Toronto series that should be interesting as well as a superstar potentially moving teams. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Um, I want to start with the heat. Heat just, wow. How, how impressive yeah. was that? That they just they, not only beat the Bucks in five games, but they just completely handled them the whole series. Was yeah, amazing. they put them in their place. And uh, the only thing that the Bucks really won was when Giannis went out of game four with that injury 
they won that game, and then he didn't play game five, and they lost. Yeah, honestly, so. they played better without him. They did. Yeah. It was just more ball movement, more spread out scoring. I've been saying this for a while. It's just there's a lot of these players in the league that I, I call toxic players, not by personality, but just their play style. Giannis, um, Harden at times, Russ at times. Uh, there's other players like that. but Russ right now. Yeah, Russ right now. Any of these guys that are – they dominate the ball so much. Chris Ball, obviously. Dominate the ball a lot, and they're kind of one-dimensional. James Harden is a little bit more, but like Giannis dominates the ball, and he just drives to the paint. He's not hitting threes for you at all. Nope. No, none. And it's just like possession after possession, he's dominating the ball. And what starts to happen is all the other guys, the four guys on the court, are just they kind of have to start standing around and like they're not getting pat kickouts from Giannis. So like it starts to slow down their game and their confidence and all those other things. It becomes more about Giannis and more about just one player, which you can't win playoff games like that. You just can't. Yeah, I agree. You, ha- uh, but to that point, I still think Giannis needs an additional player with him because we've talked about it before. Chris Middleton's not a number two player. Like he'd be, he's a good three. Like in on a on any of the Western Conference teams, he'd probably be the number three guy. Yeah, I think Chris is a solid player. I I just. We've had this talk off air. Um, I I don't know how who would play well with Giannis. I really I think, don't. He, I think he, he and Luca would. Yeah, you keep saying this, but it's like I don't. Giannis does not play well without the ball. Ball has to be in his hand. And also, if he goes to a team that's very much half court like the Mavs, that also slows down a lot of his game too, because a lot of his that game is, is frost bait, frost fast but, break. <laughs> you you also hard. you also have. Rick Carlisle, who's one of the best coaches in the NBA, and you have uh, Luka Doncic, who's one of the best passers in the NBA, and his basketball IQ is, for the most part, it's off the charts. He has times where he has brain farts, but he, it's only a, it was only a second year. But uh, Luka would help feed Giannis. Luka and Carlisle both would help feed Giannis into the fast break and stuff. Yeah, the problem isn't that he's going to get fed. And first of all, they don't create a lot of fast breaks because they're a relatively slow team. But the problem. Adding Giannis would upgrade that, though. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you still have to steal the ball and quickly move up the court, which they don't really do. Luca's pretty slow and methodic. But. Yeah. Um, but you pass the, the, the ball faster than you can run. Yeah, but he's. How often is Luca passing deep balls on the court? Not that often, well, right? He doesn't really have anyone to do that with. Yeah, so you're you're kind of making the argument that if Giannis is there, they will shift to making it work with him. I don't think that's the case. Carlisle's a great coach. Luca's a great player. I just I don't think Giannis is a very good teammate. I really don't. But we'll see where he ends up. Um, if he does end up at the Mavs, maybe. He'll prove me wrong. I doubt yeah. it. If Giannis comes to Dallas, I think he's going to join the team knowing that he's going to be the one one B to Doncic's uh one A. See, I don't know about that. I feel he won the MVP, so like would he not come in thinking, hey, I'm the one A and he's the one B? And would Luca not defer too? I feel like Luca would defer. 
Yeah, Luca probably would would defer. It'd be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. But I think Giannis would know he'd have to sacrifice, like similar to how like KD did when he went to Golden State. Yeah, and that that kind of proves my point in that he did sacrifice a little bit, KD, but was Golden State? Did they move the ball as well with KD there? Not really. There's a lot yeah. more ISO ball. But they, Gold- they were still one of the best offenses, but it's like when you have all those great players on the same team, that's going to happen. But but Golden State still had more mouths to feed than uh, the Mavericks. Like Clay, uh, right? They they had a uh, Kate or Katie, Steph, and Clay, Clay, and. Well, that was that was about it. It's like you can't say I, they're trying to feed Draymond. <laughs> no, they were Draymond uh, bricks out there. When he was healthy, they tried to feed Cousins, and really, the only reason the Warriors lost that last championship was because of injuries. Yeah, uh, props but, to Tor- Toronto, but, though. But I mean, injuries really are what uh, helped Toronto the most. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was just saying, like, if you compare Golden State before KD and after KD, obviously they put up more points and percentages and all these other things. But it's like if you just look eye tests at how the team moved around and passed the ball and fed the ball, they were a lot better team before KD, obviously. And, yeah, and uh, Giannis would also fill another huge hole for the Mavericks uh, defensively because they're they're a horrible defensive team. And uh, the addition of Giannis, who's basically a guy that can guard any person on the court, would help them exponentially. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. That That's where he would have a great role for them. It's just yeah. how would he fit with Luka? How would he fit in his system? Would he be willing to kind of share a little bit and not so, just play the same way he still plays? So the, the way, basically, I think that you combat that is you really only have Luka – and Giannis on the court together for about 12 minutes a game. You have one of them uh, the entire first quarter, one for most of the second quarter, one for most of the third quarter, and then them together for like the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen either. They're, they're two guys that play 40 minutes a game. No, yeah, no, they would still play 40 minutes a game, uh, 40 minutes or whatever a game, but uh, th- it would just be spread out where uh they one of them would get their rest while the other ones out on the court yeah they, they could make it like lebron and ad but so lebron and ad are on the court a lot together so yeah that I mean, finding that balance is important but i it's it's gonna be hard if you're gonna try to keep them separate the whole time or if you keep them on the court all the time with each other yeah like rick carlisle was doing that with uh during Luca's rookie season with uh, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, his last few games with the Mavs before the Porzingis trade, he had uh, Smith out there on the court and he was running the offense. And uh, while Luca's on the bench, like he never, he had them start. And then uh, after a few minutes, he'd bench one of them and then let them run the offense without the other one interfering, which eventually led to Smith's value being. Or Smith being overvalued by the Knicks and getting Porzingis. Well, any player to the Knicks is overvalued. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but uh, Very true. we could go on about this debate. And obviously, yeah. we, we're 
what's the phrase? We're uh, pulling the heart, the cart before the horse, or whatever it is. Yeah, Giannis hasn't signed with anyone yet. So, and they they just lost. So we'll get to yeah. that later. And this um, is definitely a debate we can circle back around on later. Yeah, totally. Let, let's talk about. Um, I don't think we need to talk much about the LA teams. They've looked very dominant. Um, yeah. Let's look at. Let's just talk briefly about the Toronto and Celtics series. Ooh, it's been a fun series. When Toronto fell down uh, two nothing, I thought it was over, but they fought back and they've won uh, three of the last four. So, forcing a game seven. There's uh, tonight's game was a great double overtime win for them. So yeah, yeah it was very exciting. Um, both teams, it's just like I look at them; they're kind of similar in a lot of ways. They have so many guys that can step up and s- score twenty to thirty at night. Yeah, the hard thing for them is they'll have that, and then the rest of the guys won't score for that team, or they won't uh-huh. get help from the bench. So for both of them, they they kind of have the same issues. It's just like they're very streaky. So Toronto oh, started yeah. very poorly, and then all of a sudden they're on fire, and then they kind of fell off again. It's kind of the same with Celtics. They're both kind of like the Mavericks. Yeah, absolutely. Just I, I think they have more star players that have to share things. Yeah. And it's kind of, if you're looking at the rocket series, it's like when you have some of these guys going cold, like Russ, it's just all of a sudden deflates the whole team. Uh-huh. Cause it, cause it's more about individual players with these two teams. It's not, well, Toronto's a, yeah, I take that back. Toronto is, I say for the Celtics is more about individual players. Yeah, it's like who's going to have a big night and who's going to have a cold night. And yeah, what, exactly. what's going to help or hurt you the most? I think going forward, like I, I, I've been rooting for Toronto because I think they have the best chance to challenge people in the West. I think if they win the game on, uh, what's today? Wednesday? Yeah. So Friday? If they win the game on Friday and they go play the Heat, I think if they beat the Heat, I still believe that they would be the best team to challenge the West. Um, and I think they're a very good matchup against the Heat. I think the Heat have a lot of star players, but their defense is not quite on the same level as Toronto, and that will kind of be the difference. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird. I don't think this is – this isn't really what we expected. Um, West is clear-cut. LA teams, one of them is going to make it, but – who thought that the Bucks would get knocked out? The Heat would make it, and then we could see the Heat against the Celtics. We could lose the first, the first and the second seeds just like that. It's crazy. Yeah, me wild. Yeah, it's it's nice to have uh, competitive basketball back, not just Golden State, Cleveland every year. Yep. Freaking sucks. Yeah, now now it's just the battle for LA, and the winner is probably going to win the championship. Yeah, let's um, well, we'll wrap it up uh, this NBA show. But what do you think? If you had to pick one of the LA teams, you think have the best chance against uh, the Heat, Toronto, or the Celtics? Which one would you choose? Wait, what? If you're picking one of the LA teams, like which one do you think you has the best oh. chance against the three remaining uh, teams in the East? Uh, uh, probably. I think the Clippers are the better of the two LA teams, 
but I think the way the Lakers match up against uh, the Eastern Conference teams would give them an advantage. Yeah, I think I agree. And that's the same thing in the Rockets game. Is everyone's talking about small ball against big ball, but like Lakers adjusted. Yeah, they got they didn't play their centers as much, and they did go a little bit smaller. But like they adjusted enough to keep their game, but also match up with the Rockets. I think it'd be the same with any of the teams they yeah. play out east. Uh, I think um, Joe Gatto's done have, a good job for him. He really has. Yeah. <laughs> They got to, if they do go to the finals, Impractical Jokers has to get Joe Gatto on there right behind the coach. Absolutely. No, they need to have him like on the fan cam uh, right behind him. That'd be incredible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But instead of all those fans, just take them all out and just have a big video of him. Him him. eating pastries. (laughs) Exactly. Every, Every time. The other team is shooting free throws. He's just eating pastries yeah, right there. His big eyes. Exactly. <laughs> yep, totally. But um, NBA, pretty exciting right now. Um, still a few games left to kind of finish out the conference semis, and then we'll be conference finals soon. We're almost there. It was crazy. We didn't think NBA would happen. All of a sudden, we're like, we're getting close to the finals. Yeah. It's amazing. It's been competitive. It's been great. So we're excited. We're excited for what's going to end up happening. Um, we'll be keeping an eye on all that stuff. But, yeah, that does it for NBA. Well, that's about a wrap for all we have today. Um, ran a little long, but we had a had a whole lot to cover today. Um, unfortunately, we, didn't, we weren't able to get uh, cute stories and a rant in, but those should be back next week. Uh, other than that, thank you guys for, uh, for listening. If you made it this far, we appreciate you. We appreciate you every week. Um, thank you guys for coming on every time. So come on back next week. Shout out to Matt and Edgar for coming on the show. Make sure you check out Edgar's podcast, low key over it. Yeah. And follow them on Twitter. Uh, I think it's American Matt seven. And then I want to say the real G Edgar or something like that. I think that. it's the real Edgar G. <laughs> something along those lines. Also follow us on social media at Texas three step, like always. And then um, if you haven't listened to our podcast on YouTube, check that out. We got a lot of short videos on there. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to be up on the latest short content that you don't get on Spotify or Apple podcasts. Yeah, definitely do that. And yeah, check us out next week. It'll be 